0: Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster
1: Ranger.
2: Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks.
3: Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I
4: am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks. On the Isle of Dread, our heroes have just defeated two massive lava elementals, trying to stop them from accessing a hidden teleportation circle. The circle will help them transport back and forth from the plane of water to the material plane, but discovering it and defeating its defenders are just the first challenges that they face. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren. You might know me as Oboe. I have hot chocolate in my Yarning Portal mug. Woo! Because I, I just, once again, needed chocolate. Uh, uh. That's, that's really it. I just wanted chocolate. Bernie, what are you drinking?
3: I am drinking champagne in a white wine glass because we don't have any champagne glasses but we sort of remedied that they're just not here yet we're recording this uh the week after election week and i think uh we have something in my opinion to celebrate
4: <sighs> yes
3: i think we can celebrate the fact that it's basically over um we're we're, <laughs> we're recording this at a time when arizona has been officially called Really, there's several states where there's too many votes to demand an automatic recount. And there have been lots of judges throwing out cases all across the land. So if that wasn't enough, I think it's really important that we celebrate the fact that there is going to be a woman as vice president. She's going to be a black woman. She's going to be a South Asian woman. Those are all really great, wonderful milestones. So we have some champagne.
4: Well, cheers. And that leads directly into, wonderfully into Jonathan. What are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Mad Muscular. And tonight I'm
0: having a mango lemonade, truly, because they're great. They're just great. And I'm going to keep keep drinking these because they're awesome. And it it yeah. is really good. It's, they're great.
4: Hey, drink great. your joy.
0: I am. I so am. <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh a little bit less joyful but uh but still if it, it does the trick and i actually like fireball uh today's shot of fireball to be consumed at the first captain of fireball or the equivalent spell thereof is dedicated to the first south asian black woman to be our vice president kamala harris Thank you, Madam Vice President, our MVP, and you guys have a mess to clean up. Please, please get to it. Uh, yeah, we're
4: really sorry. Thank you for coming in, and and hopefully everything gets better now. But oh, it can start.
0: This is a yeah. first step. So
3: really good climate change plan. They've got a really. I understand a hundred percent that for many of you they weren't your first choice. I get that. Go read the climate change plan we can make it better. This is a great plan, and I hope it helps you feel like we can do this. We can make things better.
4: Also, the two of them, one of the first things that they've done, and they they haven't even entered the White House yet, is they sat down uh, virtually and talked to a whole bunch of experts about what to do about COVID. And by experts, I mean actual experts, actual <gasps> you mean doctors. doctors and yeah. immunologists and... And people who
3: study epidemiologists, that's the word I was looking for? Those people?
4: Yeah, and people who actually listen, you know, we should be listening to. So that made me feel better. You know who also makes me feel better? Travancore, what are you drinking?
1: Good people of Faerun.
4: I'm going to interrupt you for just a second. Also, the rest of you make me feel better, too. I saw the look on everybody's face. We now
1: join Travancore's drink recommendation already in progress. Travancore's choice this evening is Blue Moon, Light Sky, Citrus Sweet. It is the light version of Blue Moon because I want to be the light version of myself. Let's try it again. Aww. And let me just say that I am really excited that uh, that Travancore Jr. and any subsequent Travancores will be able to see themselves reflected in uh, Madam Vice President Elect. That's really cool. Regardless of how you land on the political divide of that, to see yourself represented in the highest levels of government is something that many people take for granted, but- for many of us has not been a realization. So so cheers and congratulations to to that historic moment that uh, that the dream of America is alive to all those who who want to work for it.
4: Absolutely. That made me tear up a little bit. That was very nice. Like that that thought right there made almost made this entire years worth of work worth it is that there's going to be kids who see themselves in the in the White House. Yes, yeah,
2: the
1: Iron Sheikh, one of my favorite Twitter accounts, he tweeted
4: did the 2020 turn face
1: which is colloquialism for wrestling if you're a face you're a good guy so after a year of heels like 2020 but takes a steel chair to the back of the oppressor and gets cheers
4: from the crowd ellen's like this is awesome clap, clap 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 this is awesome clap 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 i mean technically they don't take office until next year so 2020 has managed to still be horrible while so having tw- the potential Gina. for better about to turn face We're- give us one day of a break yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're clinging to it. <laughs> I was about to say, you know who else we're clinging to? But he's also awesome. Carlton, what are you drinking? <laughs> who, me? Who, oh,
2: you? Uh, I have some more of the Freddy's Root Beer provided by a friend of the show, Cody. Uh, I'm on my last two bottles here, so I figured uh, we'll finish it out on the Isle of Dread. Nice.
4: And the Isle of Dread. You say that as though today you're getting off the Isle of Dread. I mean, you, you can't. No, I, mean, like, I
2: know we're going to be on the Isle of Dread, so I might as well finish what I've got on the Isle of Dread. Also, we record at night and it's caffeine free. So it's like, I'm getting up there in age, you know, no spring chicken anymore. I've got to start thinking about my home.
1: <laughs> that reminds me of my favorite Sim- favorite Simpsons jokes where uh, Lisa has this fantasy where she's about to be declared president of the United States. But then it turns out that she got a B in gym. And then instead they sent her to Monster Island. And someone says, oh, don't worry. It's just a it's just a name. And then they see you're being chased by monsters in the next scene. And she says, I thought you said it's just a name. And the guy says, it's actually a peninsula.
3: Ah, uh,
2: yeah, but Lisa yeah. needs braces,
3: <laughs> dental plan. Do you think that sassafras grows on um on the Isle of Dread? Do you think I don't know what what conditions are? I should know what conditions are necessary for sassafras. I think they grow. It grows wild in North Carolina, but like, did they got root beer on the Isle of Dread?
4: The funny thing about that is, in this very moment, I wanted to just pretend to be Quat because Quat doesn't know, but the DM should probably know that. And you know what would happen? The DM would just frantically be Googling what are the requirements for sassafras. About,
3: here, I'll, I'll get you that. <laughs> you, do, you do things that are necessary for the game to progress. Listen. And I will lengthen a later tangent for everyone.
4: You say that as though stuff like, is there sassafras on the island so that the people on the Isle of Dread in the elemental plane of water have root beer. You say that as though that is not important. I am sorry. Sometimes that kind of stuff is super important. However, you're currently standing very close to a volcano. So we should probably get to that first.
3: Uh, sassafras actually grows in the eastern United States, a little bit west of the Mississippi, but mostly east of the Mississippi. But it probably wouldn't grow in a tropical climate.
4: Probably not then. I am I'm super sorry. But who knows? Maybe there is a fantasy version of sassafras that is on a tropical island in a technically not a tropical island because it's the elemental plain of water and they don't have tropics but mm. you know words i mean if
3: there's palm trees there's probably not sassafras because it won't really grow anywhere south of florida yes Except
4: magic sassafras. yeah.
3: Magic sassafras. As the god of this world. Like this <laughs> shit does all your root beer is made with artificial sassafras.
4: Unless you have magic sassafras. That's gonna be my new magic item, magic sassafras, coming soon to a D&D beyond near you. Meanwhile, there's a volcano. You are, as I described at the beginning of this episode, nearby a caldera of fire. It's not actively spewing out too much lava or smoke. It's actually fairly tame. What was not tame were the two giant creatures that crawled out of it as soon as Jonathan walled off an area to reveal under a river of lava a teleportation circle. You managed to Despite the fact that both Shadow and Quat took a lot of fire damage, a lot of fire damage, uh, you managed to beat back these lava creatures. And now, it is literal moments later from the last time that we got together, the lava monsters have melted back into their more runny, less sentient forms. And you have all been left with kind of the weird quiet of the bubbling volcano and uh, Jonathan, because you managed to avoid really, I I don't think you got hit at all, or if you did, it was very little and you managed to maintain concentration. So the teleportation circle that has been revealed by your walls of force are still up and you do still see the dancing figures of these tiny little mm, creatures that Travancore and Shadow met the other night? And what would you like to do?
3: Hold on. Two of you need to be healed pretty badly. So while you're doing that, Bernie's going to cast a healing spell. Can we just, like, assume that's contemporaneous? Sure. Okay. You. Sorry, I just wanted to, 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 to do that in the background before somebody accidentally, like, tripped into lava and died.
0: Steps on the
2: lava chute. <laughs> that's somebody being
3: Carlton. <laughs> so
0: Jonathan the muscular wants to try and can he put together that these are the creatures that Travancore described?
4: I'd say, yeah, now that things have calmed down a little bit and, you know, Bucks was the one who first saw these creatures and Travencore gave a, a fairly, accurate is the wrong word, a fairly true description. Like, what he described is what you are seeing. So, yeah, I think that is very fair. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, Jonathan the muscular since these lava monsters have been sort of uh, uh suppressed and and dealt with has the lava flow slowed at all because if if he in like what nine minutes this teleportation circle is going to get overrun with lava again right
4: if you drop the wall of force assumably yes um go ahead and give me a perception check seven it's a little hard to tell it's definitely not faster it's still pouring out of the caldera. its It wasn't before of an incredibly fast flow. This wasn't like gushing like a geyser or anything, but it's steady. So, you, yes, you do think if you were to drop the wall of force that you currently have up, within probably about 30 seconds, the lava would overtake the the teleportation circle area again.
0: Okay. Okay. Jonathan the Magmuscular wants to look at the area that he has shunted the lava away from, and he's going to say, "Bernie, what kind of destructive spells do you have right now?"
3: And Bernie's going to hold up a hand. She's going to. Okay. Praying.
0: <laughs> so Jonathan the Magmuscular has a plan. He is going to, and this is actually a half for the DM, but um, Jonathan the Magmuscular.
4: But I like that you are saying this out loud to your friends and the God of this universe. Go for right. it. Right? Can I, well, I, let me see if I
0: can move the walls. Eh, they last for the duration. Can
3: you move the walls after the next five minutes in thirty six four?
0: Yeah, there. I'm going to keep second. them. I'm going to keep them up for the next nine minutes.
3: That's good. Bernie is doing prayer of healing, and when it is over. I, I have full health. Jonathan has full health. Travancore has full health. But I believe it's Carlton Shadow and Quat who are going to need it, and it will be forty four points
4: of health. And Thank yeah, you, you can go ahead. You can go ahead and make those updates now. I will break immersion for a moment and say that Bernie will be able to get that spell off before all of you are killed.
3: She's doing it as a six level spell, and then she Good may she know. may roll up to Carlton, because 44 barely puts him over 100.
4: Yeah, Carlton and Quat and and Shadow, the three of them took a immense amount of fire damage. You do watch Quat as the healing washes over him. Some of his fur does return. Um not all of it. It seems like the fur that was there's patches that got completely burnt off. And there the wounds heal, but the hair still needs to grow back the fur. But he definitely stands up a little straighter as that healing happens. Oh, thank you. That is so much better. I'm I'm going to be patchy for a while until it grows back, but I, it is better than being bloodied, so thank you.
3: Yeah, yeah. And she's gonna, like, stare at him, and she's gonna be like, um
0: So, jo- here's the plan. Jonathan the Magimuscular wants to, when the wall drops, he's gonna cast uh, Big Bigby's Hand and try and dig a channel just around the edge of the teleportation circle. So, like, maybe try and pound the the rock enough that the 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 flow of the lava will go like down and like around one side. Pro- probably flow around the side that we aren't, so that if someone were to say appear on the teleportation circle, they could they wouldn't have to do a okay, i got to go this way and then walk over. No, they can just step off and then start walking towards the village in the direction that the village is.
3: Sure. That's why you asked about destructive spells. That's why I asked about destructive spells. After her 10 minutes, she is also going to cast... What the fuck did I just cast? Mask Cure Wounds at a level 7. Because she's very worried that Lava Splash is going to happen in all of this. And she's looking at Quat like, "Mm, this is concerning.
4: Well, and you know what? It's always good to be fully healed around a volcano. 35 points of healing. Very nice. Jonathan, give me a nature check.
0: Uh 16.
4: So, you actually kind of use bucks to get a good survey of this area and this plan that you've come up with. And I'm going to say for the for the sake of uh, Jonathan is not ne- necessarily a nature guy, but I what I'm going to say here is that you might actually because you've talked about this plan out loud, consulted Travancore mm-hmm. and given a survey of the land and what the two of you are able to come up with is that this is an excellent plan that is only stymied by the fact that the ground here is super thick obsidian. And so the question is, can Biz- Bigby's hand gouge this channel that you're talking about? If it can, then both of you think this this should work. This should work. And it, it'll work consistently for quite a while. Unfortunately, as strong as Bigby's hand is, there is still a question about whether you could dig that much of a basically a new riverbed for mm-hmm. lava. Right. So that's kind of the question. You're uh welcome to you've still got several more minutes on the the spell that's holding up the walls, I'll say, even though Bernie has cast her spell because timey-wimey. So you can still kind of examine the area and see if you can figure anything else out. I will also say during this entire time, as you've been healing, as you've been examining, as you've been looking at stuff, the slow jumping creatures, the tiny little figures with the, the strange masks are jumping to look over the lip to be able to see all of you, and specifically, Shadow and Travancore.
1: Uh, Travancore waves over sheepishly and says,
4: Hello. Let me see something. You do that, and one of them, it's an interesting sight. They're jumping up to get a view over the lip where the lava had been flowing to in order to see all of you. But there, does anyone have Featherfall? Yes. You do. Okay. So Jonathan has Featherfall. So you've all experienced Featherfall and you know what that is. The movement of these creatures is almost as if they're under the effects of Featherfall. When they jump, it's not the movement of a creature bound by gravity. And when they reach the apex of the jump and then start to come back down, it is a, a gentle, slow movement. Like they're feathers on the wind, not physical. You know, even though these are small creatures, they are they're not moving in the way that you would expect. Travancore, when you wave the one that is currently at the apex of the jump that is looking at you, you could swear they change direction mid-jump. And instead of continuing parallel to where the the edge of this teleportation circle is, at mid-jump they just switch directions and then t- land. Now fully outside of the lip- of this area and completely visible to all of you and as some of you are thinking about healing and some of you are thinking about bigby's hand and some of you are thinking about breakfast well it's late in the day so it'd be dinner i mean you could be thinking about breakfast for dinner that's, <laughs> that's perfectly fine but it is oh work- that's been a while yeah breakfast or dinner is good but it is dinner time ish quat is Absent mindedly scratching at some of the spots that are healed, but the the fur hasn't grown back yet, and this little creature just lands.
1: Hmm. Did Travacor recognize this creature as the one he saw before?
4: From here, it's hard to tell, because you're still a good 50, 60 feet away. Right. Kind of, everybody's keeping a safe distance. The creature itself is fairly... There's not a lot of distinguishing features, so it's it resembles the one that you talk to in the fact that it is a small humanoid body, uh, no markings or anything, seems to be bipedal, uh, black skin with a mask on, and the mask itself is... It's a red mask with little yellow dots on it that the dots seem to, with the exception of the two that appear to be like eye holes, the dots seem to move like embers. And the, the mask with the dots seems to be the only distinguishing feature, so it's really difficult to tell. Hmm.
1: Trevacore wonders, I mean, he doesn't think these things are animals, but he wonders if casting speak with animals would help him communicate with them at all, or whether that could help, or whether they understand shadow and shadow could be
4: If there's a check you'd like to roll to figure that out, I'm open to suggestions. While you look at that, uh, what are the rest of you doing in this moment as you see this creature land? Because it is now completely visible to all of you.
3: Does Barney see it? Is she done? Yeah, you're all
4: done with your various castings. The wall of uh, force, I'm going to say, still has a, a minute or two before it goes down. And you all definitely see it. It's, it's very clearly standing on the lip of this, uh, where the teleportation circle is.
2: Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?
4: The creature, the head, turns to look at you, but doesn't seem to react in any other way.
2: Uh, if you can understand me, jump.
4: And it kind of cocks its head a little bit. And then it looks back over at uh, Shadow. Ah,
3: shit. Bernie
4: waves. She says, hi! Uh, The creature looks at you and kind of watches you. And as you finish waving and put your hand down, there's a moment. And then it waves back.
2: All right.
4: Bernie's just
3: going to keep waving. And and she's going to say, they're smaller than me! Oh, this island is wonderful!
4: And yes, Bernie, this, this, is, this is considered a tiny creature. So it is barely half your size. Oh, this
3: is a good day. I will say that Bernie has been trying to listen to Jonathan while praying. And uh, she's been thinking on the Bigby's hand situation. And she wants to say, um, Jonathan, is it possible? What, 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 what level spell is your, your wall of force?
0: Uh, let's see, I if I had to enumerate my the power of my abilities, I would say out of nine, it rates about a five.
3: Oh, I'm not a geologist, but I was thinking about the fact that a river and a riverbed is simply the footprint that water has carved out over time. I know we want to quickly carve, but wouldn't the lava already start carving its own path by virtue of being there for a time?
0: Not for ten minutes, though. This wall's going to disappear in ten min- in a minute. Oh. So what I want to do is, as soon as the wall drops, it's going to take a little time to get over. I'm going to cast the most powerful Bigby's hand that I can. I would say it rates about a six out of nine. We'll say. Okay. Uh, and then nice. to start pounding uh, some rock and hopefully make enough of an initial impression to where it'll gently send the river around it, and in time that that will be the new flow around the the circle. But in order for this teleportation to be circle to be useful, we can't. It we could use wall of force to use it to get elsewhere, but coming here might be it would shunt us off like like away from danger but i don't i wouldn't want to test that feature
3: i wonder if we could use the two in tandem like you can you could punch your your do you punch and then in order you know that's going to give the lava an option but it's going to take the path of least resistance right so i wonder if you have the magic left if after punching, we put up another wall of force just to help it choose a path.
0: We can do that. It would be... So, the only thing about that would be that I would not be able to do another Bigby's hand, because Bigby's hand only lasts for a minute. uh, Oh, you need a lot of hands. Right. I I was going to use those two to do it. Uh, I'm Also, maybe try some Scorching Ray's to help along. Although I don't, I don't know that that'll do it.
2: Uh, Carlton tanks here, a lowercase uh, spellcaster. couple quick questions. Would our little friend be okay with us moving the path? Cause he seems to be guarding it. And then two, could we not move the teleportation circle? Like the ground under it? It's
0: part of the rock, right? No, I I can't move it. I mean, that's why uh, if I could, if I could disintegrate, underneath it and then use Bigby's hands to to drag it out, I would have done that. But unfortunately, I don't know Disintegrate.
3: I'm actually okay with you not knowing Disintegrate.
2: I thought you were a capital S spellcaster.
0: I am. I just don't have that spell.
3: What spells Listen. do you know?
0: Listen, M- I just... And, and Jonathan is going to get really serious with Carlton for a moment. You know, earlier when I was casting a spell, you told Quat that... I do this for the ooze and the oz. I don't need feigned pra- uh, praise for what I do, and especially not from you guys. If you think that's what I need, I have failed.
3: I've never told you you've done a good job in your entire life on a spell, so I think we're doing great.
0: Right. I don't need ooze and oz. And I'm disappointed that you think that I do. And I walk away.
2: Oh, well, okay. I don't actually think Arlton. that. I was just big conversation uh but bernie to answer your question i can do augury and clairvoyance
3: that's nice for you you just almost didn't die because of me be a little respectful to jonathan he's going to move a move a lava flow so that people that live on this island can get back home and walking to.
0: away he hears this no i'm going to try i'm trying to set expectations i don't i i'm literally low on spells right now
3: You do the hitting very good. In fact, you do it in a way that is so good that the people who see you do it might actually think it is magical. You have a talent and a skill that you worked for that supersedes many of the people that live in our realm. And it is rude to not put the same respect on someone who worked for a different talent, who was, yes, born with skill, but worked as hard as you did in a different way to get there. And yes, we are all a little arrogant. I thought we rib
2: each other. I thought that's what we do.
3: We do. But sometimes we rib each other in ways that hit a sore point. Oh, every single I'll one of us later. is a little bit arrogant. I have the divine power of a god throwing through me.
4: This sounds like uh, every family I have ever heard of. Also, if it makes you feel better, Jonathan, you actually are moving the lava. It is temporary, but it still happens.
2: What I'm concerned is if we are redirecting this lava... What are the long-term implications of the lava being like? Well, one, there's a a a, fo- a weird little creature here watching us do all this and
4: and Carton, judging As us. you point at this creature, it points back at you. And, and Bernie, Bernie waves at and points. Right?
2: Like... It's like fifty feet away, right?
4: Yeah, and then okay, the creature so... waves and points at Bernie, and then looks back at Travancore. So
2: this little thing is watching us. So like he obviously lives here, and if we redirect this path, well, what happens if like? in 10 years or so or however long that that path starts going into the forest and burning down the forest and then the critters now are, are continuing the deforestation.
4: I
3: think that is a fair question and I think that's one court is going to try to ask but I also think if someone was able to put a teleportation circle there at some point this lava wasn't flowing that way and While I think we should always be concerned about the impact our actions have on a world that we will get to leave, I will say that the flows of our volcano, so close to a volcano, it's always going to be different. That's the nature of a volcano. It is volatile and unpredictable, and we're standing very close to it, and I don't particularly like it very much. It
0: literally has fall in the name, just like (laughs) Vol... As he's doing that... The wall. I, the wall
3: I do agree that it is important to get the buy-in from people who will have to live with the consequences of our actions.
2: Bernie, the, the wall's down.
4: Bernie uh, runs. Tra- Bernie <laughs> just <laughs> runs. Okay, so so a couple of things happen. Bernie, you don't have to worry about running when the wall, <laughs> Shaka, when the walls fell. When the wall comes down, all that happens is that the lava that had been originally going, uh, if we are imagining that the lava was flowing to the north even though there's no cardinal directions here. When Jonathan put up the wall, he basically shunted that so that it flowed northwest around where the teleportation circle is. When the wall comes back down, you watch as very slowly the natural flow resumes and it just goes straight north. Do
3: all uh, Did all the lava monsters look like David Hasselhoff?
4: Because the wall's coming down? No, I mean, they do now. <laughs> they do now. <laughs> Two other things happen. So, Jonathan, yes. Truly
1: worthy of the Night Rocker.
4: <laughs> the spell fades as, as you finish. Travancore, you've been listening to all of this conversation this whole time as you've been studying this creature. And so... I, I saw you roll and I asked you for what specific skill you want to give me because you have now spent essentially five or six minutes listening to your friends and observing this creature. Go ahead and roll the, whatever you just rolled with advantage and tell me what you did.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, so it's nature because I don't know if these things are animals or not, in, except insofar as that we are all animals. All right, so the high roll is 22.
4: Awesome. So you've been observing it as it's interacting with, interacting in a way with Carlton and Bernie. You watched, uh, you listened to Jonathan as he was talking about his plans and all of this. And studying this creature, you don't think it's a, an animal. You don't think it's a beast. You do not think it's something that Speak With Animals is going to work with. But something interesting happens when, In that final moment, as you're like, I'm pretty sure this isn't a a beast. This is not a creature that this spell is going to work on. You see the wall of force that Jonathan had put up come down and the lava resumes its flow. And you notice two other things. The creature that's been standing there doesn't flinch, doesn't move, doesn't seem perturbed by the fact that all of a sudden what used to be be inches behind it was a gouged out piece of rock and a teleportation circle, and now inches behind it is flowing magma. Doesn't seem at all disturbed by this. The other thing that you notice is that the specks on the mask that seem to move like embers, they do resemble the little glowing embers that are coming off of this lava. You think this might be an elemental creature. Huh. Also, it's continued to kind of look at all of you as you do things, uh, especially like the waving and the pointing and everything, but whenever there is a moment in where there's not direct interaction with it, it always seems to come back to looking at you and Shadow. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams in a single grand adventure. And it is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, Sea Team, Silver and Steel, and more. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this show, and thanks to the fine folks who make Idle Champions, we're fortunate to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on November 29th at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. A-N-G-A-L-A-R-S-O-O-H-S So use that code and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got for your champions. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show.
1: Let's see, Celestial. So Corps is just going to shoot his shot. Looking through all his languages to see whether there's anything that even remotely fits the bill for an elemental, and I don't think there is. Corps is just going to shoot his shot and just start talking about who they are and uh, what they're trying to do. Oh, I should probably do those things. Hi.
4: Creature's looking at you. Yeah. We met,
1: we met. Yeah, the other night. My name's Travancore. These are my friends. Jo- I point to them all: Shadow, Jonathan, Bernie,
2: and you see Carlton.
0: Jonathan in the background, and a giant Biggie's hand is karate chopping like a channel uh, oh, in, you've, in the background. I'll oh, oh,
4: cast I,
3: it and have started. To, and okay. started. Bernie's so, just waving and pointing like an idiot.
0: We're
1: trying to get to the teleportation circle that's uh, hidden by the lava. There
4: is that something you could help us with. As you're saying this, where's Shadow right now? Shadow's next to me. Okay. So the two you're standing there kind of observing, you've spoken to this creature. There's no immediate sign that it either understands you or is going to respond as there's this long... I'm not going to say it's a quiet pause because in the background you hear Jonathan's hand... Poof, poof, poof. <laughs> and Jonathan, I will say, as as the hand is coming down, you're making dents. I mean, Bigby's hand is not to be dissuaded. However, you do I think had because
0: seventh level, it wasn't six; it was seventh that I'm
4: using on this. So uh, I'm gonna say it's it's making an impact. You are making dents. You think it might take more than one or two castings in order to get a full channel because this is thick obsidian. So it's working but it, you, you think you might have to maybe cast it again and then maybe take a rest and then come back and do some, some more hard work.
3: Wait, as this yeah. is
4: happening, there's this pause, and then the creature starts to move forward towards Shadow and Travencore. And there's this interesting moment as it's walking towards you, and you're a good 50, 60 feet away from it because you're staying far enough away from the lava to be safe. It's framed by the heat. Of This volcano and the, the lava around it. And so the air shimmers whenever you're looking in that direction. And there's this fascinating moment in where as it's walking towards you, it seems to shimmer, just like the heat air around it. And all of a sudden, it's 20 feet away from you. And it just it just seems to happen. There's no casting of a spell. There's no nothing. It just the air wavers and it's right there. And it stops for a moment and kind of looks up at you because it is tiny, and then it skips over to Shadow. You could swear it just skipped, like a little tiny happy, like you'd almost expect a small child's voice to come out, la la la, like skipped a little bit. What does Shadow do? Is this is this creature is approaching Shadow? I
1: think Shadow is a little bit of, set at first, but then as it starts to skip, it sort of. Shadow sort of moves his paws up and down that moving, like imitating the skipping a little bit and almost smiles a little bit going. (laughs) And he's bapping his head back and forth, too, because he can't help it.
4: That's adorable. Yeah, this creature stops in front of Shadow and the two of them, like, skip in place at each other. And it's it's weirdly adorable and a little creepy, maybe, you know. Creatures and masks usually are. But yeah, there seems to be this happy little moment between the two of them. And then the creature reaches out with one hand. And it's it's a moment in where the arm comes out and you don't think there's actually a hand on the end of the arm. Like there's it's just a an appendage. And then all of a sudden there is a hand with little fingers there. And it hesitates for a moment, and it's holding its hand directly over a spot on Shadow that is completely healed, thanks to Bernie's awesome magic. But because healing magic heals, but it doesn't necessarily regrow things like hair, nails, horns, things like that. That's another specialty magic. Just like with Quat, Shadow's got a couple of spots on him that are a little barren. It's going to take a little bit to regrow the hair, and he holds his hand over that. Spot like he was about to pet, but then stopped. And Shadow kind of stops skipping. And there's a moment. What does Shadow do?
1: Um, Shadow sort of motions towards the paw and says, almost as if to say, "It's okay. I don't mind."
4: With that approval, creature reaches out and touches Shadow's what would essentially be bare skin. Not to belabor a pun. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know. I couldn't help it. At this point, everybody except for Shadow and Travancore make me perception checks.
0: Would Jonathan, because he's just, in the time you've been doing this, he's not only been pounding with uh, his first Bigsby's hand, he's also popped off uh, two fireballs to try and... Oh, date. shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, during this conversation, there's like, a, in the background, you're god know, and then you hear another one.
2: <laughs> Jonathan, are you sculpting them around me?
0: No, 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 no! They're they're
2: because Carlton, still having the strength of a storm giant for an hour, is co- running over to help clear the rubble to help oh, with the trench. It, oh
0: yeah, yeah, he, yeah. It's it,
3: so it, glad I healed you. You hear? <laughs>
0: you hear, a, you hear a, a, incoming danger close boom.
2: Once the wall went down and there was no time for discussion. It's just like, all right, autopilot, let's do this.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I yes, mean, you, you have been in the I center of two fireballs trouble. that have, okay. have, have probably, like, as you've chipped away rock, have probably done a good job of blasting the rock away from you. So you have a five foot, like, pile of rock at your feet.
3: <laughs> I do adore that we now have a new divide in the party, which is healers and destroyers <laughs> because Bernie would not be paying attention to any of this because Bernie thinks she knows exactly what's about to happen. And Bernie thinks this very small creature is going to grow back shadows fur. And this is all she wants to pay attention to. And as a healer and a person who does this kind of magic, she's hoping she gets advantage on her perception. I'm, check. Listen, I'm
0: glad this story is in the foreground and the, Comedy of rock pounding is in the background
2: as Capital D destroyers. The most <laughs> us Capital D
1: destroyers. Thing. I mean, they're not mutually exclusive either. I, I no. both heal and hurt. I there you as my
3: uncles will
2: tell you. Heal and hurt. I can
3: <laughs> hurt. I can I ha- I literally have a spell called harm. It's there you one go. of my favorites as a player, actually, but this is a a talent for destruction. <laughs>
0: The second uh, casting of uh, Bigby's hand uh, goes down at the slightly lesser fifth level uh, version as uh, also Jonathan the muscular grips his Pearl of Power and gets back another third level spell and then immediately casts another fireball. <laughs>
4: All right. So let me let me ask a couple of questions and then I will narrate the answers for Jonathan and Carlton. So, yes, Carlton still is uh, strunk and Jonathan (laughs) is laying down some pretty amazing magic to make this happen. My one question for you is, where have you begun this excavation? Are you starting at the caldera and moving out or are you starting somewhere else? Um, in order to start to dig the channel with the idea of going up to the caldera.
0: I would think that we, so we just need to shunt this a little. Like if we, if we can shunt it just a little bit, then we want to do it as close to the teleportation circle as possible. So we're not having to pound all the way from the caldera to the teleportation circle. We can do it as close as we can and still get a gentle redirection.
4: Okay. Uh, So instead of it going, starting at the caldera, let me then ask, if you've got this river of lava and you're basically making a U shape to get around the teleportation circle, are you starting at the bottom of the U furthest away from where the, uh, the lava is? Or are you starting at the tops of the U where the lava, where it would be then touching where the lava is? Does that make sense?
0: Where I would do, I would have started pounding at the top. Uh, to try and <sighs> because then like it needs the flow starts up here so but it
3: you needs want to have your channel dug so that the lava isn't butting up against a certain vulnerable half orc
2: but also you want to have the channel completed while it's there so it's not overflowing right and, overtaking and, us. and
0: I figure we've got like we want to do at the at where we're going to make the the change as quickly as possible. So Jonathan the started there. Carlton may not have started there because he, since that's the area closest to the lava, he may have been working down a little bit and then and then the blasts are blasting away the debris that, he, that he's creating. Yeah. And
2: what I'm doing with the rubble that Jonathan's creating is I'm kind of building like a buttress, like a wall along the side of the channel so that the side closest to the teleportation circle and the channel is a little bit taller, so right. if like it kind of rushes up, it hit, it may like seep through the cracks, but like it'll kind of help direct it back into the channel. And who knows
0: if it if it comes up high enough, it may cool and start Solidify. the natural process of yeah. coming around. The the teleportation circle might end up with an unseemly lip or backboard, as we call it in golf, uh, on this one week, side
3: on Dungeon Drunks. Civil engineering, I know, right? If <laughs> With you a barbarian. Are a civil engineer. If you are a civil engineer, and sh- shout out. I'm so sorry. Shout out oh, to wait one of our friends on. who <laughs> is a civil engineer.
0: So many spells have gone off, Madam Vice President. <laughs> if,
4: we, if we've done this wrong, I'm so sorry. Listen once again, magical universe of, of weirdness. Uh, so okay. On one side we have civil engineering, and on the other side we've got civil discourse. I love it. I want from from team engineers. From Team Destruction, I would like a single roll from one of you at advantage because the two of you are working on this together. I want, I want a performance check.
0: Who's more
2: charismatic, Jonathan? Are you charismatic?
0: I have some charisma. I also have a little charisma.
4: Well, one of you make the roll at advantage while the I'll other because the other is assisting you. I'll
0: do it because yeah, I, I have. I, luck. I'll, I, I think. Yeah, I think I still have some luck left. Uh let we'll, we'll find out we'll find out if it even matters. Uh let's see performance 19. Okay.
4: Good. I'll get back to you in a moment. On the other side on on Team Symbol You're very charismatic. <laughs> I had originally started this by asking for a perception check. Now that we know that uh, Team Destruction is a little too preoccupied, <laughs> Destruction with,
0: Engineers
2: with
4: their engineering, Destruction I would...
0: Engineering. We have we're opening our uh, our office in Waterdeep. Yep.
4: <laughs> and uh, Travancore and Shadow are distracted by something else. Bernie, what did you roll in your perception check? I will
3: roll it right now in D and I got a seventeen.
4: Awesome. Yes, so you are very keyed into this moment that this small elemental is about to touch Shadow's skin. But you are still very well aware that you are standing near a volcano. And so while you are focused on one thing, you have the presence of mind to keep an eye out. And you do notice in this moment as you glance over at what Team Destruction is doing and the flow of lava and everything, that right where the bubble is, because now that the lava has resumed its, its flow, the lava has created a bubble over where the teleportation circle is, there are five or six little tiny faces, like masks just like this creature that's about to touch Shadow, that are... It's as if they're poking their heads out of a soap bubble. They're just... Couple little faces, just like you would almost imagine, curiously watching children who have poked their heads through a curtain. Except the curtain happens to be lava, and these creatures happen to be small elementals.
3: Bernie is trying to keep an eye on, like, because she really wants to see what's going to happen in the shadow. But she, like, kind of cocks her head to the side and she kind of goes, Okay. Hey. And she like waves like that kind of like yo what's up wave that you do to like people that like, you're like I acknowledge you but there is a about to be some heal a kind of healing that I have never been able to witness before go on yeah
1: so reverse head now like this <laughs> so, yeah
3: she but she does the wave because she knows they like the wave so she waves a little she uh, does a little pointing because that's her way of saying hello
4: <laughs> and I'll say with that with that little wave as you you look over and you kind of wave and then you look back to see what's going on with Shadow and and uh, this little creature one of you don't know exactly which one because they're all kind of grouped together but a little hand actually does come out of the lava and like gives you a little tiny wave and then moves back all right so this this tiny elemental that has been curiously watching you this whole time reaches out and and touches shadow where he's been burnt and healed it is it is completely healed wonderful skin it's just missing some hair fur fur will come back and there's just this long pause and Bernie, for a second, you're actually disappointed because you don't see healing. The, the fur doesn't come back. Nothing happens. They're just, you know, hand on that spot. And it's this tiny little hand on this, what in relationship to this creature is a fairly large patch of missing fur. And Travancore, since you are standing right there, and because you have such a deep connection with Shadow, there's no active, like petting or scratching or any, any of that going on, but you do feel like Shadow kind of appreciates this moment. Like, this, this feels nice. This is a nice little connection between these two beings. And the, the Elemental pulls their hand back and moves to another spot that is, that was an injury, and touches, and cocks its head. And then you watch as this creature floats up off the ground and over towards Shadow's hindquarters, kind of on his left hip, where there's another one of these spots and where there's a rake that had happened that once again is now healed, reaches out and touches it. And Travancore, you could swear that this creature looks sad. There's no facial expression because it's just a mask. But there's something about the countenance of the way that it reaches out and places a hand on this injury, this former injury that is empathetic. And Shadow continues to just stand there and appreciate this this feeling. And the creature comes back down onto the ground and walks in front of Shadow's face again, no longer skipping. And the two of them make eye contact. And Travancore, I need Shadow to make... An arcana check.
1: Oh. Okay. That's not something I've done before Shadow. Arcana, Arcana, Intelligence. Oh, negative four. Okay. It is. But right, he does go. get
4: all your bonuses. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's an intelligence saving throw. It's, oh, I- if it's
1: a saving throw, that's a little bit different.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna let you use the bonuses for a saving throw, but this is essentially a check, because I don't I didn't want you to freak out about a saving throw.
1: Well that means an advantage, because it's a saving throw.
4: It is, and you are standing right there.
1: Oh, well, nine.
4: (laughs) That's okay. With a nine, Shadow, his claws dig into the obsidian as the two of them lock eyes. And this creature's eyes, the yellow of the mask, seems to glow for a second. And then it reaches out both of its hands towards Shadow's claws. And takes one claw in one hand, one claw in another, like almost wrapping around the, the front big, massive, gouging claws that Shadow has. And Travancore, you don't know why, but you feel compelled to reach out your own hand and like place it on Shadow's shoulder. And when you do, you feel this connection between Shadow and this creature, this elemental and this, this almost awakened companion of yours who has been on all of these adventures, who has uh, become not just your friend, but your family, who has done whatever Shadow can to defend you and this new family of yours. And through, almost as though you are remembering just what happened 10, 15 minutes ago, you remember the moment in where Shadow... Positioned himself between the elemental and everybody else, especially Bernie, to prevent it from advancing to prevent it from getting near Bernie to prevent it from getting near you, prevent it from getting near Jonathan, knowing that this bear is just a bear he's just a black bear from the the woods. What is this What is this black bear doing? fighting a volcano on the elemental plane of water. Well, this is your family. That's what you do. And there's this jolt of almost painful elation. And you feel your hands get hot. And then you realize, no, that's not my hands. That's Shadow's claws. I'm feeling through Shadow's claws. And you feel a heat... In in your belly, in your chest, a warmth that's more than just a remembrance of uh, this is my family, but a an actual heat. And there's a pause as there's worry, like what's what's going on? What is what is wrong? And then shadow belches, and there's a little bit of smoke that comes out. No! <laughs> And the elemental removes its hands from Shadow's claws and kind of looks up at, into Shadow's face and then at you, Travancore. You could swear once again, just from the, the body posture, it seems happy and it nods at you and then it starts to skip away. And Shadow looks to you as this connection is broken in shock and elation and awe, and his eyes are a little red.
2: Actual fire bear.
0: Actual
4: yeah, fire like,
0: bear! You know, i
1: I listening intently at what's going on, and then I peer over to Jules' screen, and then I see the expression
4: on her face, and it
1: is then and only then that I realize what was happening. Wow.
4: Travancore, what is your initial reaction when you see... They're not like Devil red eyes. It's almost like when you look at cat eyes and you get the reflection in the back of the cornea, except there's a it's red. But it's still the shadow that you know.
1: And Travancore looks at Shadow and he says something he remembers hearing from his father. We start with what we aspire to be. And if we work very hard and are very lucky, we become it. And then Travancore
4: kinda grins wryly. And Shadow immediately moves in to nuzzle you. And Shadow has new stats. Oh, my
3: Whoa! God. Shadow, bear fire.
0: Oh, my God. That is amazing.
1: Wow. Fire empowered strikes. <laughs>
0: wow.
4: Yes. Wow, wow,
1: wow.
0: He
4: has magical
0: strikes. love it. I love it.
1: He's a immune fire to fire damage. It make sense. Yeah, the bear of fire.
4: I'm going to say uh because of your connection your your uh beastmaster connection to shadow that you just now innately know. He's immune
0: to fire.
4: He is now a fire bear. He is immune to fire damage and his strikes now are magical and not only that but they do fire damage.
1: Travancore looks over at the uh, the creature as it skips away and he says This is a great gift. Thank you.
4: And it pauses as it's been skipping away, and it looks back at you, and it waves. And then it it continues to skip away as Shadow has kind of pushed his way into your chest with his giant armored, uh, slightly warmer bulk now, um, demanding pets, demanding attention, demanding a physical response of joy to this that you cannot ignore. And Bernie, you watch as this creature now, skips merrily towards the bubble and almost jumps into the bubble, like jumping into a pile of leaves. And in that moment, that's when Jonathan and Carlton finish their excavation project. And... With all of the work that you've done into the engineering and the the usage of your combined forces, the lava begins to flow in the way that you want it to. And you're right that it's not pretty. It is not the most elegant of channels that you have dug or created, but it is very effective. And within moments, just like before when Jonathan had the wall of force up in order to block off the lava, now it naturally has this little U-shape right around the teleportation circle. And as the lava comes away from the bubble protecting the arcane runes, you see once again about a half a dozen of these little tiny elemental creatures all jumping around on top of this thing like like they are dancing in slow motion in in a weird way. And they're now half of them are, are observing where Travancore and Shadow are uh, playfully wrestling on the obsidian. And half of them are looking at Jonathan and Carlton, where you have now completed this this channel. And the dancing stops for a second. And then they all form a ring on the outside of this teleportation circle in uh, six different spots. And you watch as the teleportation circle lights up as though activated. And Jonathan, you think it might be activated? There's something else going on, but it's... It might be activated. And there's a flash of light. And when the flash is gone, the six creatures are gone. But you could also swear that the part, the obsidian that this uh, circle was placed on... A moment ago, it was lower in this channel that the lava had dug out. And it seems like that whole platform has been raised up about three feet. Teleportation Circle is still there, the creatures are gone. And as you all take this moment, Quat looks over at you, Travancore, and says, why didn't I get all the fun fire stuff? I got burnt too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Quat, I'm sorry.
2: Because Quat, our patrons don't want to see you <laughs> as a fire and
1: fairy cat. kind of smiles, reaches into his bag, hands Quat an apple, and he says, "Next time you see one of them, offer them this."
4: That's good to know. All right. I hope I see them soon because I'm probably going to. E- now I'm going to eat this now, and he. Eat- Jumps on into it.
0: <laughs> Jonathan the muscular uses his last scorching ray as a laser pointer for quads. <laughs> <Dzzzz. laughs> he doesn't do that.
3: <laughs> In my head, those were Junimos from Stardew Valley. Oh,
4: okay.
3: That's what I kept thinking of.
4: <laughs> and I, I think that's a good place for us to pause. And the next time we get together, we'll be here at the now fully uncovered and relatively safe teleportation circle still disturbingly close to a volcano but now no, no longer covered in lava with a an actual fire bear but let me give you some experience for two hands three fireballs and a strunk carlton for <laughs> I for I love strunk strunk for I, I don't know why I think whenever anyone takes those those potions is just like that now they are strunk for bernie being devoted to the healing of everybody uh irregardless of what else is going on and for shadow being a fire bear and 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 for shadow last week putting himself in danger for his entire family in front of a whole bunch of fire elementals who thought that that was very sweet i'm going to give you a total of twelve thousand experience to split between the four of you and the next time we get together hey you gotta teleportation circle where you want to go thanks for listening to our adventure if you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Oddy, Linnea Boyev, Magic Dance, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.